All right, folks, we are back again with another episode of Ringside Ramblings. Come with me today as we take another journey down the crazy road to WrestleMania. That's right, we're going to talk about WWE, more specifically, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. But first, I would like to congratulate our winner who guessed this song. Yeah, someone out there listening actually knew what this song was. Who sang it? And the ties to professional wrestling. If you didn't know, this is Minoru Suzuki's theme song. Kaze Ninari. I probably butchered the name. Uh, But here it is. There's the big part. Everybody's clapping. Yeah. So that was the answer. And our winner is Kyle McGuire McGuire from uh, Missouri. I mean, Missouri. Trucker Kyle, our good friend, who has uh, called in a couple times and left us a few messages. I would uh, push for our other listeners to do the same. If you have questions, if you have comments... You can leave us a message here on the Anchor app, which we use, anchor.fm. You can find us on there, Square Circle Journal. And you can easily just leave us a voicemail, and we will feature you on our show. Or you can drop us a line, Square Circle Journal, on Twitter. Or leave me a message. Sam Keola, the wrestling connoisseur, wrestling CO2 at Twitter. All right, let's get to the review. I I don't know. Last week, I didn't watch any WWE. If you listen to any of the shows, I uh, was too busy catching up with the New Japan Cup. And so uh, I had no interest in Raw. I had no interest in SmackDown. I didn't even watch NXT. But usually, I binge watch NXT. So that's nothing nothing new for me there but if I don't catch Raw or Smackdown by uh, Wednesday or Thursday usually I don't watch them at all and that's what happened last week so last night I was just like oh do I watch Raw do I not watch Raw I was pretty exhausted so uh, I tried to turn it on when it when it come up here uh, you know it's not exactly live but comes on earlier now than it used to anyway turned it on and I I mean I'm I'm pretty you know I'm pretty uh, exhausted physically and mentally just from day to day in and out but when it comes to WWE the road to Wrestlemania I'm exhausted at this stage too and I don't know how many people out there can relate to that I'm exhausted because this road 
that was supposed to start at the Royal Rumble. This road that actually starts in planning at the end of WrestleMania. They start planning for the next one. There there was no footing here this year. You know, and I get it, like all their plans got flipped and turned upside down because Roman Reigns got, uh, you know, his leukemia and everything, so he was gone. You know, people are injured in and out all year. But the fact is, this is this is wrestling, folks. This is how it is. And if you've been in business this long, damn, I mean, this should be standard operating procedures. You, you, you look at your roster, you look and see who's over, you listen to the audience, and you pick and plug as you may. As we saw with, you know, Kofi Kingston replacing uh, Mustafa Ali. Now he's just known as Ali because who the fuck knows? It's plug and play, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked that way this year. So WrestleMania, the road has been long and winding, and there's been no stops. There's We're on this road, and there's no houses. There's nothing. We're driving through the desert. And every now and then, you'll see a sign. This way to WrestleMania. Maybe you'll see a sign that says, uh, there's a gas station ahead. That's been our road this year. And everything's been last minute, toss shit at us as best they can because they've had no plans. They've had nothing concrete this year. Even Batista and Triple H was just, man, it's just been a few weeks now. They just tossed that shit on there. The build, the promos have been awful. I mean, last what was it last night? One sentence from Batista, why even bother? Why even bother? And then he was cheered. He was cheered coming out and high-fiving fans as he leaves. This is the heel for the match, by the way. This is the guy that took out the nature boy. Cheered. I don't get it. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the big happenings. Let's talk about the triple threat. The bill to the triple threat. Got to get a little sip of coffee here. So we have a six-man, six-woman, excuse me, six-woman tag match with the stipulation that whoever betrays their partner will not go on to main event WrestleMania. They'll be kicked out of the triple threat match. And, uh, yeah, so... Apparently, I mean, I don't know. I would like to li- a little bit more story for this uh, rule, this this stipulation going in, a little more concrete something from from the authority here. I mean, yeah, I get it. They've been attacking each other. They've been doing all this stuff, but I, I really needed the authority to come in and say, hey, look. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. 
we got to make sure we have our main event. So if you're really serious about being the main event, you need to be professional. No more attacking anyone when you feel like it, Becky. No more interfering in people's matches, Ronda. And Charlotte, just, you're Charlotte. So just deal with it too. And, you know, we, we don't have police at ringside. We don't have security at ringside. And if anyone turns on their teammate tonight at any point tonight, then this is going to happen. Instead, we didn't get that at all. It was just, uh, you turn on your teammate, you're out of WrestleMania. So we don't get really, maybe I missed it. Now, I apologize if I missed it, but I didn't really see a reason storyline-wise why police officers were at ringside, screws at ringside. Um, Even in commentary, Michael Cole repeatedly saying and screaming, that he don't know why they were arrested. They were arrested. We don't know why. They're being booked on some charges. We don't know why. Stay tuned. And that right there is a glaring admission that the story makes no fucking sense. This was just uh this was like Vince Russo kind of tactics. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this was just, it's just a spitball thing to toss out there and see what kind of reaction you can get. This was like a cheap reaction sort of thing. And then from there, it gets, it gets even a little bit more ridiculous as you watch and it, so, all right. So I don't know if anybody's ever been arrested. If anybody watched cops knows anything about law enforcement or whatever, but I personally, Again, maybe I'm wrong on this. But I personally have never seen like two people getting in a fight and they put those two people in the same car together. I mean, obviously in handcuffs, but even as such, they got their heads, they got their feet, they got the rest of their body to attack each other with. So why on God's green earth why in hell would you put two people that's been in a physical altercation in the same goddamn police car? Story-wise, again, does not make sense. It has to make sense. And I mean, I know there's people out there, I saw the comments, like, oh my God, this is over, oh, this is crazy, and oh, this is getting nuts, and da, da, da. People are responding positively to this. I don't think it should be a positive response to this, because it's stupid. It's stupid. Just give me some story that makes fucking sense. And then Rhonda no-sells is flagrant, blaring, just ghastly running knee from Charlotte as Rhonda's hanging out of the police car the broken window like a dog with its head in the wind and Charlotte nails her with this big knee Rhonda's head buckles back and hits the frame of the door where apparently the no broken glass was and she would be sliced fucking neck and bleeding to death but hey story and Rhonda no-sells it. Jesus fucking Christ. I, I'm just, I am flabbergasted 
with the current product, the current mentality in wrestling. And it's, to me, it's exhausting watching this stuff. And and it's shit. It really is. It's pure shit. And I'm I'm just gonna say it. This this season, from Rumble to WrestleMania this year, um, has just proven a point to me. And I have tried to deny this as long as possible. That oh, you know, WWE, they're sports entertainment. You know, they're not focused on wrestling. And that's just an excuse. They use it. They try to pass it off. But, I mean, people sit there and they talk about how, oh, well, the internet has killed kayfabe. And the internet has killed... No, WWE has killed wrestling. I'll say it. And a lot of people out there probably uh, roll their eyes at this or whatever. But just watching the program last night. I'll give you another example. You have the tag title match. The Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. And all four of these guys are, are, are great athletes. All four of them are, are pretty good in the ring. Uh, but I, I have to question, like, who produced this match? Whose idea was this match to happen in this format? Because I'm watching and... Thank God the Revival's cheating some since they are the heels. But then you have Aleister Black come over and pull uh, um, Dash Wilder off the apron. I believe it was Wilder. It could have been Dawson. But can anybody tell me how that makes any sense whatsoever? That... How that makes any sense whatsoever that Aleister Black comes in as the face comes around and pulls the heel off the apron. I'll wait. Anybody want to send a message in? I can get back to this because that's bullshit. And it's been happening for a long time. I can remember even... Chris Jericho has a face running across the ring. And and here's the thing in a tag match. Here's the thing. Faces really don't need to cheat. Okay? Especially in a tag match. And I'll tell you why. Because the face needs sympathy. You need the hot tag. And essentially, the the other tag partner is helpless on the apron. You're waiting for the tag, and it's supposed to build up. And the fans are supposed to get upset that the heel team keeps screwing the face team over. And finally, eventually, after all that frustration is supposed to be built up, the tag partner makes the tag. And the place explodes. And then the face goes through and he shows that he's a better wrestler. He has the hot tag. He's coming in fresh. How how does any of that make sense if the face partner is cheating? How does it make any sense? 
It doesn't. I'll just, I'm going to spoil it for you. It doesn't make sense. So, to me, having Aleister Black run around the ring pulling uh, Wilder off made no sense whatsoever. It, it was just like a cheap way, like, oh, God, we got to get them. We got to get everybody on that side, and we got to do this. So, I know, you just going to run over there, and you're going to do that. It's cheap. That's lazy. And I'm sorry, it's not just lazy writing, but it's lazy wrestling. Wrestling is about emotions. And it's about the investment the fan puts in. Their fan is living vicariously through the face wrestler. So why should I mean this is here's the thing is I've seen some of these matches where the heels don't cheat at all. They don't cheat at all. And the face does. So it's like, at what point did our our roles get reversed? How can you cheat and still wrestle a face match? And the heels being the heel, they're supposed to be getting heat, but they don't cheat at all. This is the shit. And even, all right, let's go straight to the top. Top of the show. Brock Lesnar's out there. Paul Heyman comes out. He gets all the heat. You know, it's the cheap stuff. Even, you know, let's bring up the Undertaker. He beat the streak. Everybody hates that. Boo. Heyman knows how to work a crowd. You have Rollins come out. And you mean to tell me, going into WrestleMania, the guy that's been chosen, who won the Royal Rumble, who they've like booked to be super hot, super over, even though I, I would disagree that it's actually worked. I think they called him way down with his Intercontinental title run and they've had his shit build for this match. But this guy that you're saying, you want all the fans to realize and know, this is the one that's going to beat Lesnar and he has to do two low blows on Brock to get him down and hit his finisher. This is what we're getting out there now. This is supposed to be the guy. And this isn't, to me, because here's the thing. Even with the, the, the constant attacks on S.H.I.E.L.D. after all this return and everything, um, that Seth Rollins is supposed to now be like this edgy and do-whatever-it-takes kind of guy. But the thing is, Brock Lesnar didn't take on S.H.I.E.L.D. That was McIntyre and company. So, how has this bled over that now Rollins is a do-whatever-needs-to-be-done because he's got to slay the beast? It's There's been zero build for that. So, Rollins is just the guy that gives low blows now, which is cheating and a heel tactic. And now we're supposed to cheer that because... It's because it's just against Brock Lesnar. I mean, this is the things I don't understand. It's things like I'm watching and I'm like, well, if he has to cheat, how's that going to work in the match? I mean, we're not talking Eddie Guerrero or Ric Flair or Roddy Piper. We're talking about Seth Rollins, who's supposed to be a face. And I get it. Rollins has been dirty before, but... (sighs) Isn't legendary 
heel. He isn't legendary, dirty. It's not his his character per se that he's going to cheat and do whatever it takes, and he's not. You know, it's not endeared to the crowd that this is he's he's cheating to get to get things done like Eddie Guerrero. We, Eddie Guerrero was like a trickster god, like Loki or or a coyote. And it worked for Eddie because it was already his character. And when he become a good guy, he just he was just a trickster, a prankster. That's not Seth Rollins. That's not what we saw last night. You know, we just saw Seth Rollins hit two low blows and it tells the crowd that he can't beat Brock Lesnar. He can't beat Brock Lesnar without cheating. And it's not just one cheat, you know, cheat with a low blow and a small package and win. It's I can't beat Brock Lesnar without hitting him with a couple of low blows just to hit my finishing move. And somehow we're supposed to believe that that's going to translate to this Sunday for WrestleMania that Rollins is going to win something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you get behind that. I really don't. (coughs) Maybe I'm looking too much into this sort of thing, but this is the details matter. If you don't have the details right, people get thrown out. And all right, maybe you guys, you call yourselves fans. Maybe you're just casual marks out there who just watch and just eat whatever shit you're shoveled. That's not me. And that's not a lot of fans out there. And a lot of people have problems with it. A lot of people watch and they go, "Ah, I don't know. I'm just not that into it. I don't know why. I'm telling you why. These are the things that eject people out of watching. Then we have we have stuff like a tag match between Rude and Gable and Heavy Machinery. Is Rude and Gable heel? Are they faces? Why are they fighting faces if they're faces? You know, and then we have Heavy Machinery who is just getting the mega push now that is undeserved in a lot of eyes. You know, it's like, why is Heavy Machinery getting this monster push and going over... I mean, Root and Gable, up until the Revival was strapped, this was the, the team. These were the tag champs. And suddenly, they're just jobbers, you know. And I get, uh, you know, I, I get, you know, they're probably going to split them up here. Root is going to turn on Gable or something and whatever. I... The build doesn't make sense to me, though. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why you would have it at heavy machinery go over these guys in this sort of matchup. So Monday Night Raw for me was kind of a bust. I I didn't really care for it. I didn't get on the program to me this this go home episode uh, you know Wrestlemania is this weekend this was the go home episode it didn't work for me but Raw hasn't worked for me 
in a couple episodes now for quite some time, WWE is not working for me. And it, it just smacked me upside the head that WWE is what is killing professional wrestling right now. And all these guys trying to emulate what they see. WWE is a global company. Everybody has access to WWE. And uh, I'm not saying that indie wrestling is where it's at. I'm not saying Impact or or anywhere else. I'm just saying that something has been lost along the way where wrestlers have been trained and they just don't get it anymore. You know, something hasn't been passed down and no longer is anybody out there doing this journey and learning how to work. We don't have workers. We don't have workers anymore. We have uh, people who just go by a script. Everything's choreographed. Everything's scripted. Nobody listens to the audience. The wrestlers don't listen to the audience in WWE. The booker, Vince McMahon, the writers, nobody listens to the audience. You have Vince dictating what he wants. Um, the writers pitching ideas. Vince choosing, rewriting, 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 rewriting. And then as the product gets put on the TV, they're still rewriting. Nobody listens to what the audience wants, how they react. And you have different audiences in different areas and nobody's listening to any of them. And you don't have wrestlers in the ring listening to the audience and reacting and trying to put on a match to draw the audience in, especially to wherever they're at in a card to build to a main event to build up, to sell the products, to sell t-shirts, to sell merchandise, to sell the pay-per-views. We don't have that anymore. Not with WWE, a global company. This is the face of professional wrestling. They should be held to a higher standard. And they're putting on a shit product. They're killing wrestling because they're no longer using the tactics, the the tools at their disposal that got them to the game. It'd be like police detectives no longer using forensics to solve a murder mystery. It's ridiculous. So that's where I'm at right now. I don't know if I'll do a SmackDown review or not. We'll see. We'll see. That's going to be it for this week. For today at least. For, for, for Raw and the Road to WrestleMania for Square Circle Journal. This has been Ringside Ramblings. I am the host today, Sam Carroll of the Wrestling Connoisseur. I was hoping John would get to join us, but he's got some big assignments right now. And I'm hoping maybe after WrestleMania we can get the Just John Fair and uh, maybe some uh, uh, special guests to to talk about whatever it is that we get this Sunday. Until next time. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. 
Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.